Sleepy Hollow lies along the eastern banks of the Hudson River, about 25 miles north of New York City. If you know anything about this village, chances are it has something to do with Washington Irving's early 19th century tale, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. The story follows a lanky, superstitious schoolteacher in his unsuccessful attempt to woo the daughter of a wealthy Dutchman and his subsequent disappearance. Placed along Broadway in the village of Sleepy Hollow, on the edge of a beautiful cemetery, where the author himself rests eternal, a red and gold marker depicts another longtime resident of the burial ground. The sign reads, Headless horseman tethers his horse nightly among graves in this churchyard, according to the legend of Sleepy Hollow. Author, Washington Irving. New York Folklore, William G. Pomeroy Foundation, 2019. If you drive north from Sleepy Hollow about 100 miles, you will find yourself in Columbia County in the village of Kinderhook. Located along Route 9H is a small white schoolhouse owned by the Columbia County Historical Society. This building is known as the Ichabod Crane Schoolhouse, and the familiar red and gold marker near the building tells us why. It reads, Ichabod Crane. Washington Irving based the character Ichabod Crane in The Legend of Sleepy Hollow on Kinderhook school teacher Jesse Merwin. New York Folklore Society, William G. Pomeroy Foundation, 2017. So what's the story behind The Legend of Sleepy Hollow? and Washington Irving's connection to a few places in the Hudson Valley. Where did he find his inspiration for the schoolhouse, the infamous bridge, and other locations mentioned in his ghost story? And who did Irving use as inspiration for his story's main character, Ichabod Crane? Stay tuned for this episode of A New York Minute in History to find out more about Washington Irving, the legend of Sleepy Hollow, and Ichabod Crane. Support for this program comes from the William G. Pomeroy Foundation, which helps people celebrating their community's history by providing grants for historic roadside markers and plaques. You've probably heard about our New York State Historic Marker Grant Program, but did you know we also offer several other marker grant programs? Here in the Empire State and across the country, these programs include commemorating women's suffrage, historic canals, folklore, and sites on the National Register of Historic Places. Our grants are available to local, state, and federal government entities, nonprofit academic institutions, and 501c3 organizations. Since 2006, we've funded nearly 1,000 signs across all our programs nationwide. To apply for a marker at no cost to you, or to learn more about the Foundation's grant programs, visit wgpfoundation.org. That's wgpfoundation.org. Welcome to a New York Minute in History. I'm Devin Lander, the New York State Historian. And I'm Lauren Roberts, the historian for Saratoga County. We are bringing you the third episode in our new series, Legends and Lore of the Empire State. The William G. Pomeroy Foundation, one of the sponsors of this podcast, offers a grant program that commemorates these tall tales by erecting roadside markers. 
To date, there are more than 50 markers across New York State that are part of the Legends and Lore series. The Legend of Sleepy Hollow is one of the most recognizable stories in American literary history, and its author, Washington Irving, was one of the first internationally recognized American authors. Born to a merchant family in New York City in 1783, Irving was sent up the Hudson River to Terrytown in 1798 to avoid an outbreak of yellow fever. While there, Washington became familiar with the nearby town of Sleepy Hollow, its Dutch history, and local legends. After spending some time in Europe and passing the bar to become a lawyer, Irving moved to Kinderhook in 1809 for a few months after the passing of his fiancée. There he met a young schoolmaster named Jesse Merwin. The two became lifelong friends. 1809 also saw Irving publish his first major work titled A History of New York from the Beginning of the World to the End of the Dutch Dynasty by Diedrich Knickerbocker. The work was a popular satire and would begin Irving's career as a man of letters. In 1817, while again living in Europe, Irving began writing a series of short stories and essays that would be serialized in magazines in New York throughout 1819 and 1820 under the pen name Geoffrey Cran. The work was eventually collected and published under the title The Sketchbook of Geoffrey Cran, Gentleman, and included the two stories that would cement Washington Irving's reputation in perpetuity, Rip Van Winkle and The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. The enduring international popularity of these works made Irving one of the most popular and celebrated authors of his day, and the first American writer to gain such fame in Europe. So the question remains, why did Irving set The Legend of Sleepy Hollow in that town, and what was the basis for the character of the Headless Horseman and Ichabod Crane? To answer those questions, we reached out to the superintendent of the Sleepy Hollow Cemetery, Jim Logan, who told us why Irving chose this setting for his famous tale. The cemetery itself occupies um, much of the valley of the Pocantico River. In the legend of Sleepy Hollow, the name Sleepy Hollow is applied to that valley uh, of, of the local stream. It's not a reference to a specific municipality or civic structure. Uh, the cemetery itself is uh, spread across that Quiet Valley, as Irving described it in the legend. Uh, in the legend, he describes it as one of the most peaceful, quietest places that he knew on Earth, and he himself was a world traveler, so he would he would know. Uh, so the cemetery itself is is very much um, not only associated with Sleepy Hollow; it actually occupies and uh, defines that valley that is Sleepy Hollow. And can you tell me about the bridge, the famous bridge from the story? Ah, the famous bridge. That's that's one of our most popular local landmarks that doesn't exist. Uh, the original bridge would have carried uh, the Albany Post Road, which ran from New York City up to Albany um, and was established as a means for uh, transport for the U.S. Postal Service. The road during the time of the American Revolution, which is around when the legend is set, would have been a, a one-lane dirt road, and the, the bridge itself would have been a simple plank bridge across that stream. The original bridge and roadway crossed the stream inside what today is Sleepy Hollow Cemetery, but uh, today it's a four-lane highway and, of course, can't be supported by such a structure. Though the original bridge is long gone, that doesn't deter throngs of visitors and locals alike from embracing this place as the home of the Headless Horseman. That's why Logan thought it was important to erect the Legends and Lore marker, recognizing Irving's character as a nightly visitor here. 
we've noticed that the sign is getting a lot of attention on Instagram and other social media. It's a great place to, to get that souvenir snapshot. For us, it was important to mark that spot for, for two reasons. The foremost is that um, the 200th anniversary of the publication of the legend was just this past March 15th. And in celebration of that, it was important for us to, to commemorate that. We also get a large number of visitors um, in the tens of thousands every year who, although they recognize the Headless Horseman and, and the imagery, don't always realize that there's an original short story. They've seen a Disney cartoon. They've seen the Johnny Depp movie, the Tim Burton movie from the 1990s. They saw the uh, recent TV show that was on for a couple of seasons. But they're not always uh, cognizant of the fact that there, there was a short story, that it was set here in this location, and that they're standing at the edge of the very churchyard um, that was mentioned in the legend, and that that is the place where nightly the horseman rises from his grave and goes out through the roads of Sleepy Hollow searching for his head. Not only does the cemetery celebrate its connection with this well-known ghost, but his influence fans out over the entire community. The uh, Headless Horseman is the most memorable character of, uh, of a long career by the author Washington Irving. Irving himself is buried here at Sleepy Hollow Cemetery, and, and because of that, we're closely associated with the Headless Horseman. In fact, the, the Horseman is so, so closely associated with the uh, entire area that uh, the image is on everything from uh, street signs to the village ambulance to even our recycling bins. The horseman is very much a, a part of the identity of the community. Uh, during certain times of the year, we, we have costume characters uh, appear as the headless horseman. Even the youngest kids in the school system recognize the horseman as, as the mascot. People recognize the, the image uh, and, and identify very closely with, with the area. The village itself was named North Tarrytown up until 1997 when it intentionally changed its name through a popular vote to Sleepy Hollow to acknowledge that connection and embrace its, um, its fictional but to us very real history. And if you choose to be one of those tens of thousands of people that makes their way to the cemetery each year, who knows? You may just get a personal visit from the villain himself. We hear reports of, of the horsemen. We hear reports of hoofbeats being heard. In fact, um, we uh, would never, ever question anyone who said that they had seen him. And uh, he's very real. Another very real character in the legend of Sleepy Hollow was Ichabod Crane, the inspiration for which came from a young school teacher that Irving met in Columbia County. To learn a bit more about Jesse Merwin, the real-life Ichabod Crane, we spoke with Lori Yurotsky, Executive Director of the Columbia County Historical Society. Lori, thank you for speaking with us. Uh, I wonder if you could just tell us who was Jesse Merwin. Jesse Merwin was a man who lived, who was from Connecticut and moved to upstate New York when he was younger. The way he's connected to Ichabod Crane and Washington Irving and actually Martin Van Buren is he became a school teacher in upstate New York uh, in a little tiny uh, town named Kinderhook around 1808. 
and it was a little log cabin school that he taught at. Now, shortly after that, around 1810 or so, Washington Irving, who was a frequent visitor to Kinderhook because his family friend was in the Van Ness family, the son of Judge Van Ness, who uh, was a New York State judge and taught law, he had a big house in the town that was called the Van Ness Mansion, and he often put up young men that were making their fortunes in the area because there was no hotels. It was very rural. And his son was friends with Washington Irving. When Washington Irving's fiance in New York City died, uh, suddenly he was in grief, and he came to the country to get over his grief, and he stayed at the Van Ness Mansion. During that time, Jesse Merwin, who was friends with the Van Ness family and often stayed there himself, he met Jesse Merwin. Young Martin Van Buren was studying law from Judge Van Ness at the residence, also at that time. So what we have is a very rural, upstate New York town with three young men, aged 24, 25, and 26, all in the same location. Martin Van Buren was the oldest. He was 26. Washington Irving was 25, and Jesse Merwin was 24. So Washington Irving also, while he stayed there, often um, tutored the Van Ness children in the house. Um, But he also liked to go by the schoolhouse where Jesse Merwin was teaching, at the end of the day, and they kind of hung out together. If you can imagine upstate New York in the early 19th century, and you've got these three characters all kind of ultimately important. After um, Washington Irving left Kinderhook, he went to the city, and then he went to London. He lived in England for a while, and that's when he wrote the sketchbook of Gregory Crayon. Quick correction here. That's the sketchbook of Jeffrey Crayon. And when he did that, he included the story of the legend of Sleepy Hollow. So in that story, he had been away from Kinderhook for a couple years. The teacher that he knew that taught in the log cabin, he likely did not meet in London or in Manhattan. He met that teacher up here and spent a good amount of time with the teacher. The two of those young men, as they grew older, they they had a correspondence, uh, what we used to call pen pals, for 30 or 40 years until the ends of their life, and including uh, after Mar- uh, Washington Irving's death, in his papers, among his papers, was found an 1851 letter from Jesse Merwin to Irving, and Irving had written in his own hand across the top, inscribed across the top of um, Jesse Merwin's letter, from Jesse Merwin, the original Ichabod Crane. Now, also, the year before uh, Washington Irving wrote the story of the legend of Sleepy Hollow, he had been a military aide-de-camp for New York Governor Daniel Tompkins, and he had gone up to the fort at St. Lawrence Lake, Ontario. And at that time, he met a colonel that was named Colonel Ichabod Crane. There we find the name that was given to the school teacher in the story. You mentioned the note on one of the letters mm-hmm. that Jesse Merwin had written to Washington mm-hmm. Irving. 
noting that Jesse was the original Ichabod Crane. Um, is there another? Is there any other evidence that you have? Yeah, that actually, actually that there is. Martin Van Buren also signed a document uh, years before that in 1846, and it's uh, in longhand. And the document is still in the Merwin family, and we we know of it. We have a Xerox of it. It's all written in longhand, and it says at the end, besides other pontifications, it says, this is to certify that I have known J. Merwin, Esquire, of Kinderhook for about a third of a century, and believe him to be a man of honor and integrity, and that he is the same person celebrated in the writings of the Honorable Washington Irving under the character of Ichabod Crane in his famous legend of Sleepy Hollow. And it's signed Martin Van Buren. So could you tell me why did you think it was important to apply for the grant to get the marker recognizing Jesse Merwin as the inspiration for Ichabod Crane? For one thing, when I came to this area and came to this position, I knew the schoolhouse was named Ichabod Crane Schoolhouse, and I thought that was just really odd. And also the entire school district here was later also named Ichabod Crane School District. But I wondered how that little schoolhouse got that name, and I had asked some people and, you know, got these kind of stories. And so when I came here, I had some research done to understand why did they actually name the schoolhouse that? And then I came to realize that the entire town knew when they built this school in 1850 that it was the second school after the log cabin was probably burned but dismantled that same year to build this schoolhouse. And at the time, they named it the Ichabod Crane Schoolhouse because in 1850, the entire town knew that Ichabod Crane was Jesse Merwin, who had taught at the at the former school, at the log cabin school. So I thought, well, since I didn't really completely understand the connection, maybe other people coming to this area might not either, and it would be great for them to right there get it, why the schoolhouse is named Ichabod Crane Schoolhouse. We can clearly see how this 200-year-old fictional tale continues to influence the identity of at least two present-day New York communities. Washington Irving's skillful blend of fiction with real-life people and cultures of the Hudson Valley in the early 19th century endears us to the legend of Sleepy Hollow and keeps the tale alive. As Jim Logan mentioned, his community even voted to change the name of their village to more closely embrace the connection with the story not to mention adopting the Headless Horseman as their mascot. And a bit further north in Kinderhook, the story of Jesse Merwin has been immortalized in the character of Ichabod Crane. Not only was a one-room schoolhouse from 1850 named after him, but the present-day school district also bears his moniker. The connection to Irving's literary genius helps them to open the door to telling the story of three young men who resided in their community at the same time and went on to lead important and influential lives in both politics and literature. Much in the same way that the legends and lore markers, through only a few lines of text, opens the door to exploring a much larger story.
A New York Minute in History is a production of the New York State Museum, WAMC Northeast Public Radio, and Archivist Media. Support for the project comes from the William G. Pomeroy Foundation. The program is also funded in part by Humanities New York, with support from the National Endowment for the Humanities. Any views, findings, conclusions, or recommendations expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent those of the National Endowment for the Humanities. Original music for this episode was provided by Sean Riley.